This is College Hockey Southwest Live for November 1st, 2020. Tonight's scheduled guest is Pat Micheletti of Westwood One and KFAN in Minneapolis. College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. See verizonwireless.com for the best deals on America's most powerful network. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road, Phoenix, or go to bellford.com. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, Three Valley Locations, or BehindTheMask.com, and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. And by Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. College Hockey Southwest Live is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, folks. What a great welcome into uh, what is sure to be a really fun and exciting debut of College Hockey Southwest Live, the first of at least 26 shows. And I say that because... My co-host and I may get carried away and just continue on and, and, and do what we do because we love talking hockey, especially college hockey. This is a very special show. Sunday nights, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, my co-host and I, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York, will talk college hockey with you, NCAA college hockey. I know it. There's no games going on at the moment. Um, really, there's hardly even a schedule or two on the uh, horizon. But we are optimistic that there will be soon, so we want to be prepared as the games start in mid to late November, maybe early December for some teams. Uh, we have Arizona State, we have Colorado College, we have uh, Denver University, and we have Air Force, all to be covered on this Sunday night show. Uh, Paul, how are you? Uh, we're uh, drying off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you getting a little wet out there? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, the, we, there have been storms, I guess. Uh, I mean, a buddy of mine lives in Louisiana, and they had to get out for a while. And the last time I saw it, they were already up to Storm Z, whatever they named it. I don't even know. And that means 26 during hurricane slash whatever <laughs> season to call it. So I don't, I don't know if this is if they have to name this with a double A or or <laughs> in the, I heard they were in the Greek I, alphabet. I don't I don't know. I, <laughs> I holy smokes! Uh, but it's been raining here pretty much for the last week. Well, it's really tried to rain here too, but uh, unfortunately, it gets about a thousand feet above the desert floor and dries up. So um, we did see some clouds though, which is exciting, and it did hit ninety five. So. Uh, nice. Not 100, but uh, not not bad. We can uh, we can handle that. As I mentioned in the open, Paul, college. I can't complain, though, right? No, you can't complain a bit. Because I could have been in, I could have been in Minnesota with Jess Myers last week. Talking about snow. So. Yeah, well, I, I think it's melted. We'll ask Pat when he comes on. But uh, you know, Paul, when we were talking about getting this show off the ground, and we said, okay, let's uh, take the first three weeks of uh, of uh, November. And let's talk Big Ten hockey first, since that's where ASU was adopted to play uh, this season. Then let's talk uh, NCHC, where our Colorado College and Denver uh, fans are at. Right. And and then we go in and talk a little Atlantic hockey. So right. uh, we, we kind of have a little game plan. And then after that, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. With a little bit of luck, uh, we'll have hockey games to talk about from that point forward. So the beauty of it is, is that we're going to be able to uh, – Roll right along, talk college hockey with you, NCAA college hockey. Uh, I know you're as thrilled as I am to have the other three schools that we added uh, this fall in. Uh, oh, and, we'll still and we'll still continue on with our Tuesday show. Uh, Tuesday show will be a little more featurey. The, the Sunday show is really designed to get uh, the highlights out for the weekend and anything that may have happened uh, in the weekend. And I know the crazy pandemic may have uh, midweek games as well, but um, – We'll, we'll deal with it. So when I was thinking Big Ten, I thought, who who would be really good to talk to? And I thought, well, the commissioner would be pretty good, but that isn't going to happen <laughs> with all the things going on right now and no schedule announced. So I said, why not a guy that's played uh, in the Big Ten? Uh, when he played, it wasn't the Big Ten, but he's very familiar with it. Uh, a color analyst for uh, Gopher Hockey in Minnesota. 
and a good friend of our show. We've had him on before, uh, Pat Micheletti. I said, why don't we bring Pat on? I'm sure he'll be happy to talk college hockey with us. And lo and behold, we have Pat Micheletti coming on tonight with us. I uh, can't wait. The last time he was with us uh, uh, was a great show. Uh, a lot of laughs. And, uh, you know, and anytime you can get the information out and, and entertainment at the same time, uh, you're in good shape. So uh, looking forward to hearing from Pat in a few minutes. And I can't wait because, uh, as we noted a couple of weeks ago, when the, the polls started to come out for the season, uh, there's a big tenor team or two in that top 20. All right, there's five or six in the top 20. Um, so it is, uh, as I said, then the, probably the most balanced conference top to bottom. Uh, the NCHC is considered the best conference in the country. Um, but after you get, say, through the one through four, five through eight are not, or five through nine are not as competitively balanced as the Big Ten schools uh, seem to be this year in terms of at least preseason expectations. So the Big Ten um, is a throwback, or at least it has been, to 1980s Edmonton Oilers hockey, where defense be damned and hope your goaltender steals you some games because if we're not scoring six or seven goals a game, uh, that's just one team, then uh, – then, you know, it's it's a low-scoring game by Big Ten standards so far. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, uh, you know, the exciting part of it, I guess, in, in a number of ways, is the, the first thing is we're finally going to see some hockey with fingers crossed, right? So we're, uh, we're working on that. Uh, the other exciting thing of it is is that uh, we had Coach Powers on a couple of weeks ago on our Tuesday show, and, and he's uh, looking at this thing with a glass half full, maybe even a glass – three quarters full because he likes the idea of bringing his team on the road. But as he mentioned to us, they're only going to be on the road 14 or seven times instead of 14. Uh, There'll be extended trips. Um, But that's what he's looking forward to. And uh, he doesn't think it's going to be much of a home ice advantage uh, if there are no fans allowed or very few fans allowed. So your thoughts on that with ASU? Well, I think that's just another one of the things, you know, as you try and watch, some of these games on TV, uh, be it hockey, be it football, be it baseball, um, you know, they're computer generating most of the fan noise in most of these buildings. So it's hard to get a true feel of exactly what's going on in terms of the on-surface game because you know that there are times where uh, the crowd noise will either hurt the home team or help the home team. Because if you're losing and the crowd gets angry. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. uh, You know, or if your team is not good and the stands are now what they kind of would be if there were people in the building. Right. You know. Uh, so it, having not been on the surface during a game too much in my life, it's not, it's, it's not something you can get a feel for without actually having fans in the buildings affecting play. Well, our guest tonight, uh, we're bringing him back again, folks. Uh, he is, uh, the voice of Gopher hockey and, and everything that is hockey in Minnesota, uh, Pat Micheletti is joining us tonight. And, Pat, you got Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? Good, guys. How are you? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I was telling Paul in the intro, I said, when we were talking about ASU being adopted by the Big Ten, I yeah. thought, who, who can we get on that would know something about the Big Ten schools? Uh, guess where my phone led me? Directly well, to Pat Micheletti. I appreciate that, guys. In fact, I, you know, I was wondering after, you know, the first time I was on, you know, if I was going to be invited back. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I tell you what, it's great to join you guys, uh, as always. 
Pat, let me tell you something. I, I guarantee you there's a lot of people who say, do you have Pat on instead of one of us on a regular <laughs> <laughs> Never, never. <laughs> okay, so so let's jump right into it, Pat. Uh, I yep. want to hear I want to hear what you thought when you heard ASU was being adopted by the Big Ten for this crazy COVID season, and uh, you found out that it was going to be 28 games on the road for the Sun Devils, all in Big Ten schools. Uh, there's more to it, and we'll get to that. But what was your first thought on that? Well, my first thought is is that they should be in a league, and they they should have been they should be a member of of either the Big Ten or the NCHC or you know whatever conference uh, uh, you know uh, that they want to go to. To be quite honest with you, um, and I think any league that gets Arizona State is is uh, is awfully lucky to get them. Yeah, that's a good point. We had Coach Powers on a couple of weeks ago on our Tuesday show, and uh, you know, I was mentioning it to him, and he said, "Well, there's a number of things." I mean, he said, first of all, if we were going to play home games in at Arizona State, we'd be doing it in front of an empty building because he doubted there would be fans allowed. So right. he wasn't too shook up about that. He also said that his class, uh, his kids are all uh, online classes anyway, so they can right. do them from anywhere. He yep. likes the fact that maybe they fly into Minnesota, they play Friday, Saturday night, they uh, bust down I-94 to Madison, and then they play them maybe Wednesday, Thursday, or Thursday, Friday of the following week, and then they come back home. So, it, it, yeah. Uh, well, it, here, here, here's the deal, guys, and, and I think, you know, we, we've chatted about this before. Um, college hockey is a different animal. It's not college football. It's not college basketball. And, uh, and what we have to do, uh, in my opinion, what is best for the sport. And sometimes I don't think we do that. Um, you know, I, I think if we want to grow the game, then we've got to be welcoming to anybody that wants to join Division I hockey, and we should accommodate. And, you know, under, under the right circumstances, after you prove yourself, after, you know, you are going to be a viable program, well, you know, check the boxes with Arizona State. And, and, and they've done that. Other than, you know, what we're all waiting for is the, uh, 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 a better place for them to play. Um, so, uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, I, I think they'd be a welcome addition uh, to any conference. Well, Pat, the way I look at it, and, and I've mentioned this before, I'm sure that people are sick of hearing it, uh, this is where I think ASU belongs. Yeah. My, myself personally, uh, it, it's, and this is not to knock the NCHC. This is not to knock um, whatever is going to be left of uh, what is still the WCHA slash CCHA. Uh, to me, this is just where ASU belongs. Uh, like schools, like uh, uh, athletic programs, et cetera. This is to, and, Six months ago, I, you know, if you'd have told me that the pandemic was or that the virus was going to force some uh, unexpected allegiances, um, you know, I would ask this question of anybody that would answer it about ASU going to the Big Ten permanently, and I was always and I was always told that the, it was more the presidents of the universities that weren't necessarily interested, not as much the athletic directors. But I guess when all of this went down, something changed, right? It had to, didn't it? Well, if you guys really want uh, my opinion on college hockey, I'm going to give it to you. Yes. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier about um, not being basketball, not being football. I agree. So, so that being said, I think what we need to do in college hockey is – is put all the teams in a bucket, okay? And then you look at them where they are geographically and, and tell me what makes the most sense that is going to drive the, the, most, the, the biggest rivalries um, that is going to make college hockey exciting every Friday and Saturday night. Um, and, and I think that is how you are, you're going to grow the sport. Um, and I don't care if, if Penn State's in the, in the Big Ten Conference, if they align better uh, playing with teams that are out east, then so be it, okay? Um, I, I, listen, 
I think, a, a, you know, just look at it. You've got Colorado College, you've got Denver, you've got the Air Force Academy, you've got Arizona State. And boy, I bet you, you know, if, if that was the start of a conference, you could add a couple more. Maybe you have to do, you know, put some teams in there that maybe aren't as close. But I tell you what, um, I think that works. We're going to have six um, in-state schools playing Division One in Minnesota next year. Why aren't they playing each other um, on a weekly basis? Uh, you would have every building packed. The rivalries would be through the roof. And, uh, and, and I still think that you would have fi fine time to, you know, schedule your great non-conference series. And I, I, to me, I think that is the, 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 the best solution, the easiest solution, especially in a, in a time that we're in, uh, you know, with this pandemic and, you know, schools uh, having a hard time raising money. Uh, I, I just think that we need to be really, really smart about this thing and uh, and do it the right way. Well, there was at least talk and and you're you're more inside it than I am. I just, you know, try to dig around and eat as much as I can. There was, I guess at some point earlier this year, maybe the beginning of the summer or what have you, where they were kind of talking about doing that for for at least it came up in discussion. But obviously, it didn't go very far. Right. Right. So. And, well, you know, and listen, and, and uh, you know, I, I'm friends with all these people. Right. Um, you know, the commissioners. But I'll tell them to their face because they know that I kind of like to, you know, um, say it like it is. And, right. And, 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 and privately, I talk to a lot of the coaches. And guess what? They talk about that. Uh when they're in the bar having a beer or a, 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 you know, whatever beverage they're having and they know what the best thing is for college hockey. Um, but unfortunately um, they don't have the power to do anything about it. Right. I don't know who has the power to do anything about it, but, but, you know, if we're just smart about this guys, think about it, think how much better college hockey would be. And uh, uh, you know, that that's my stance on it. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, I'm one guy. <laughs> well, but not with not a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we understand that. Uh, you have more than we do, though. So we're well, I don't know. Higher on the I don't know. Than we are. Well, but listen, Pat, I mean, you know, outside, you know what I did? go ahead, Paul. Outside of more teams saying uh, we need to do this and just bite the bullet and get started, uh, yeah, I, I do understand the. The, the the point to geography yeah well, well no pat, doubt pat, go ahead pat, we we forced the hand uh, if you will because we added colorado college air force and denver uh to our coverage area because we felt like uh under normal circumstances those were going to become natural rivalries for arizona state now no whether doubt. they end up in the nchc or they end up in the big 10 or or they end up in a new aligned conference who knows but um it, you know Another thing happened last between the last time you were on and now, and that's that uh, the bids were given out for the Frozen Fours, and one yes. of them, one of them ended up in Las Vegas. Uh, from your vantage point, good, bad, and different. Well, I think uh, I think everybody who who uh, follows college hockey is going to love it. Uh, <laughs> you know, a chance to get out there, spend a week out in Vegas, have a good time, see some good hockey gamble a little bit, you know, get great weather. Um, you know, I, I, listen, I, it's a natural spot. Um, uh, it'll be sold out, uh, you know, obviously. Um, so I, I, I think it's good. And, and you know, at, at one point I was really pushing for UNLV to go, uh, division one. I know they, so want they. To go, I know they want to go division one. Um, it might, might be a challenge for them now with, with the Vegas golden. Well, I think, with the Vegas Golden Knights there, I think that helped them initially. But then with the American League team going there now, um, you know, that might make it a little bit more difficult. They'd really, really have to rely on on their, on their you know, college fans or their hometown fans or college students, you know, to really get behind it and support it. And, you know, they need some money like uh, every other school does. 
Um, but you know, I, I, I listen, it, it, as long as the, the bet, the more that we can grow the game, the better. And, and it's, it's got to start out West. Yeah, that's well put, Pat. Um, when I was talking with uh, UNLV, I think a lot of their issues right now has got to do with their athletic director. They they think their athletic director is kind of in a stepping stone process. Yeah. So they're thinking that she's going to move on somewhere very soon, and, and they're hoping that the new athletic director comes in and takes them a little bit more under their wing. But the other thing, and you brought up a good point, the Henderson Silver Knights are, are a bit of a competition because of the price of tickets. For, yeah. uh, for college hockey, but um, as we found out, they sold out 8,500 season tickets um, right away with uh, deposits. Oh. So we know some of them aren't going to be around, but that tells you that if the Golden Knights are sold out and the Henderson Silver Knights are sold out and there's still people around that want to watch hockey, uh, college hockey might be a really good fit. So I think it's going to be a waiting game over the next, uh, let's say, two and a half, three years because – the Henderson Silver Knights will be at the Orleans Arena for the next two years. Yeah. Then they'll be in their new digs in Henderson, which is well underway um, in the construction phase. And that will have luxury boxes and 6,000 seats and would be a really good fit for UNLV, if you ask me. Yeah, I, you know, and, 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 the, and another advantage that UNLV will have is that whenever teams go out there, there's going to be a lot of fans from other towns, uh, you know, uh, uh, other teams coming to, to, to town to spend some extra time in, in Vegas and, and watch a couple hockey games. So, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it, it, it really is a natural fit for college hockey and uh, I hope they get it done. Okay. So, so let's jump in. Uh, Paul, did you have something? I was going to say, let's, let's get into the big 10 because there's actually a lot to talk about. Exactly. Um, not, not me. Uh, ASU aside, not that I ever want to put them aside, but uh, uh, Pat, and I don't know if you agree with me, uh, and I don't know if you heard the comment about the Big Ten uh, before you came on. Uh, the NCHC is generally regarded as the best league uh, with the strongest teams, but I don't think any league top to bottom uh, is as strong as the Big Ten is supposed to be this year. Well, you know uh, – uh, <laughs> A lot of a lot of PR is involved, okay. And what, when I say that, um, you want to tout yourself to, you know, every coach in the league, every player in the league, they all say they're the best league around, and that right. gets go and that gets around. And and don't get me wrong, the NCHC is a very very good league. Um, the Big Ten's a different style of hockey, in my oh, opinion, yeah. and and uh, and you have a lot of teams that play a lot, you know, uh, virtually the same style of play. Wisconsin may be a little bit different. They like to open it up a little bit more than other teams in the conference. Um, but, uh, but I tell you, it, it's a, it's a grinded out league for the most part. The big 10 has, has been, and uh, I should say Penn state likes to get after it too. Um, but, but um, you know, when you look at Minnesota, you look at Notre Dame, uh, you look at Michigan state, you look at Michigan, those teams right there, I mean, they grind it and grind it and grind it. Um, and I don't know why, because there's a lot of talent on, on all of those teams. They could play a different style. They choose not to. Why? I don't know. I don't like it because um, I like a more wide-open game. But, but that being said, um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get a sweep in the, in the Big Ten, I can tell you that. See, now, I, I... – I watch when I watch Big Ten games, and uh, to me, they other than Notre Dame, they all seem like they are wide open to me. Now, maybe I'm missing something, and that wouldn't be a first, but but uh, it seems to me like if you don't score five goals a night in the Big Ten, you're not winning. Well, I mean, I can agree and disagree. I mean, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota has a hard time scoring goals. Okay. Um, they, they did pick up their, their goal production near the end of the year last year, but they had a, they had a tough time. Michigan, you know, um, at times, uh, you know, at times they, they showed that they could be a little bit more on the offensive end, but I tell you when it, when it got to the end of the year, it was awfully tight. Now when Wisconsin and Penn state play, when, when teams are playing against them, 
there's a tendency for the game to open up a little bit more. Yes, no question about it. But but you know if you if you were to talk to Jeff Jackson, uh, Bob Motzko, uh, you know Danton Cole and, and Mel Pearson at Michigan, you know when when those teams play, I don't I tell you uh, the, the the at least the games I'm at um, are pretty tight. Like I said, I mean, you watch more games than I do. I can only, uh, like I said, I, I only go by the games that I see. Yeah. And usually, to me, the 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 only time that it play it plays that New Jersey Devils of the late '90s, early 2000s, we're going to choke you slowly and suffocate you is Notre Dame. But uh, maybe it's because I see more Penn State games and and Wisconsin games than I see the other schools. Uh, that could be a reason why. But that's what it looks to me. So, uh, but I'll I'll i I'll, I'll defer to you because well, no, I mean, no, I you know I I guess there's a there's a mixture. Let's call it that because okay. you know you are 100 percent correct. You know Wisconsin and, and Penn State don't like to play a lot of D, um, and and that's and they can dictate a game how the game is going to end up being played. So. Um, you know, but but for the most part, I'm just saying. You know, when I see a Michigan State and a Minnesota, it's get to three. When I see Minnesota and Michigan play, at least up in Minnesota, it's get to three. Um, now, you know, maybe they're trying, maybe they want to, but um, it just, you know, at least my understanding of Minnesota and watching them play, um, you know, they 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 had a. a more of a difficult time scoring uh, than most teams. Right. So, Pat, when uh, when we look at the Big Ten schools and, and Arizona State facing this year, uh, you know those teams a lot better. and We can see on paper what Michigan's yep. done. I mean, they had a number of draft picks, and we know what Minnesota's got for talent. Wisconsin yep. always seems to have talent. We know the rest of the schools, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, the two Michigans, they, uh, they always bring it. But uh, yep. what can Arizona State fans um, – expect when they're watching games and and that's one of the reasons also is that they thought maybe they get some big 10 network games and maybe playing notre dame on on nbc might help uh the program down here but what can what can fans expect from the teams in the big 10 well i think they're really going to enjoy it because you know what you're seeing is um you're seeing a lot of kids that are drafted extremely high uh you know look no further than minnesota and and Michigan and and Wisconsin, um, you know, I, I look look at I look on paper and I look at Minnesota. I said and I say, how does anybody beat them? But then I look at Michigan and I look at all their uh, potential <laughs> number one draft picks that guys that will get drafted after this year. And I'm like, how does anybody how does anybody beat Michigan? And then last year with Wisconsin and the number of guys that they had that went number one, they what two guys that went number one and then a, a, a kid the, the hallway kid going number one to uh, Edmonton this year. Um, I mean, good God, you know, it, it, there's a, just an enormous amount of talent in the league. That being said, guys, um, people don't understand every step you take is, uh, is a new challenge and you just don't walk into a new league and dominate okay it it takes a while and uh and, and i like to say at least at least a half a year before you really get comfortable and and i'm not and it it's not necessarily just um on the ice it's it's off the ice it's school it's it's all of those adjustments that you have to make uh and it takes guys a, a, a little while um you know the johnson kid from uh, number one pick uh uh of the Buffalo Sabres who plays at Minnesota. I mean, the kid's going to be an all-star. I, you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of shocked Buffalo didn't sign him, uh, but he's coming back from Minnesota this year and, and uh, uh, you know, just a terrific player. And, and you know, I, I expect him to really dominate the Big Ten this year just based off of his experience that he gained a year ago. Um, okay. I was going to say, is, is this the year that Michigan – I mean, because they are a blue blood program, as are most of these Big Ten schools. Right. I, I mean, like, they've had talent levels like this probably for the last four or five years, especially in the time that 
you know, I've gotten much more intense uh, following of, of the college game since ASU went D1. And it seems like every year we hear about how Michigan's going to do this and Michigan's going to do this. Uh, can they be any more loaded than they are this year? Well, you know, the problem that these schools run into is that they get guys, they get them young, they're high draft picks, and then they're gone. Okay? okay. And, and you know, I look no further than the University of Minnesota Duluth. The last two years, they've had a very veteran team, guys that right. have been there, guys that have learned how to win, guys that know um, uh, what it takes to win. And, and you have to learn how to win. You're, you're just not going to win on the talent that you possess. Um, you know, you, you've got to really know, you know, when to buckle down, when to defend, when to get on the offense, you know, uh, you know, when not to panic. Um, and you need great goaltending. And, and Duluth has had that the last two years. And that's what, you know, that's what led them to two to back-to-back -back national championships. So, um, mm -hmm. You know, you you look on paper, and again, <laughs> there there are there are a lot of teams that that look really really good. But what teams are experienced? What what teams know how to win? What teams have felt the agony of losing and don't want to get back there? Um, and there's something to be said about that, guys. And and so yeah, on paper, boy, Michigan looks like a number one team to me. Minnesota does too. Um, but then you, you look at a team like North Dakota who was primed to win a national championship last year until, you know, everything went down. Well, they have pretty much everybody returning. And, you know, they have one goal in mind, and, and that's to win the national championship. And obviously they're, they're ranked number one uh, in the first poll that came out. But, um, you know, that's, that's why I, I, you know, I think this college year is going to be a, a great year if we can, if we can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be my that was going to be my next question to you, Pat. What are you hearing right now? I mean, Paul and I are sitting here on pins and needles, uh, just trying to figure out if there's going to be a schedule one day soon. I mean, we know I, I saw Air Force had one, and I saw maybe the uh, the CCHA or the WCHA, whatever mm -hmm. we're calling Michigan Tech and all them. I saw yeah. uh, them come out now with one. But what are you hearing from the Big Ten and in particular Minnesota? Uh, schedules coming out soon, or what do you know? Well, breaking news, guys. It, uh, the word I got tonight is that it's coming out tomorrow. And oh. uh, it will be announced uh, Monday, probably mid-afternoon, mid something like that, uh, from, from what I understand. Maybe tomorrow morning. Um, and, I, in fact, I believe the Gophers are going to open up on the road uh, from what I've heard. Now, that is not official. Um, so, um, you know, they're going to give it a go. I'm, I'm worried. Uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, with the uptick that we've seen uh, with this crazy virus, um, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it scares me a little bit, but um, they're going to try. And uh, as you guys know, the NCHC is going to start December 1st in Omaha uh, in a bubble. Right. Um, and so, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, I, I, I think that is the way to go. I think the NCHC is doing it the right way. Um, you know, they got, you know, they can contain guys, keep them all together, not, you know, and, and, and not have any travel involved uh, once you get there. So, you know, let's, uh, let's hope everybody can pull it off. Yeah. Okay, let mean... me follow up one, one more quick one to that, Paul, if I could. Uh, I, I wanted to ask Pat, uh, when we had Coach Powers on, Pat, he was telling us that he is so confident in his lineup right now. As a matter of fact, here's a quote from him. Our fifth line, I think, could be a second line on half the teams in college hockey. You've seen, on, you've seen it on paper. What, what, what do you think of that roster and, and that statement? Is that pretty bold? That's, that's bulletin board material. But you know what? But you know what? Guess what? He told his guys that, too. Because you, you've got to have the mentality that you're good um, and you have to play with some swagger and you have to play confident. And, uh, and he, you know, I, you know we're, he, he didn't set the bar low, okay? And, uh, and so, you know, they've got an expectation of winning. They tasted the NCAA tournament. 
they want to get back there. Um, and so that being said, you know, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see, right? But, uh, but, but, but good for him and good for the program. Well, like you said, Pat, uh, having guys that have been there before never hurts. Uh, they're, they're, they have uh, most of their, their, their big scorers back from last right. year. So, right. um, you know, they, they are a team loaded with seniors. And like you said, a lot of the Big Ten schools have, especially Michigan and and Wisconsin, you're saying a minute, these guys are almost becoming like college basketball with ones and duns. So uh, having those seniors is is got to be a big advantage, at least according to what you're, you know, uh, uh, no matter who you're going to play. Well, yeah, especially going and, and, and playing a Big Ten schedule, okay, because – uh, and, and taking nothing away from the schedule that they had because, you know, it was a tough schedule. That being said, you know, when they're playing in the in the Big Ten Conference, it's like we got to be ready every night. You know, we can't take a night off uh, because there are no nights off in the Big Ten Conference. And so um, that is going to be something that, you know, they're going to have to get used to. Uh, but, but – with you know all the veterans that they have coming back, um, they're not going to be afraid. They're you know, and and so you know that's the advantage that they have uh, going and joining the Big Ten this year. Okay, so let me let me reach into our other schools here, and I want to do a couple of things with you as we uh, as we run through. And we'll start with Denver University. We know uh, a couple of things with Denver, right? They're ranked what number five, I believe, in the country. Yeah, um, we know what Denver does at tournament time. It's just kind of magical, right? No matter what their season's been like, we know where they go when they get in the playoffs and and try to make a run into the uh, the, the the NCAA tournament. But so so first, tell me what you think of Denver's roster this year, and then I want you to tell me if you can a story about playing against Denver. <laughs> yeah, I set you well, up. I set well, you up well, 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 you did. Um, what do I like about Denver? I'll tell you what I like about Denver. Um, I, I had a, I had a talk with Jim Montgomery and, and Tavis McMillan, uh, Jim, when Jim Montgomery was a head coach and, and Tavis, who was still the assistant coach there. And they recruit really um, uh, interesting to, to say the least, you know, l- let's say they have a guy that's going to be leaving and he might be a right wing who's uh, you know, six two and is a checking forward, okay? They go out and try to find a duplicate of that person, okay? They don't like to upset the apple cart. They just don't go out and say, huh, there's a number one pick, let's get him. There's a number one pick, let's get him. There's a number one pick, let's get him. They 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 um, recruit specifically. Now, they're certainly not going to turn down a guy who is, you know, a, a great great player right if a kid wants to go there but but they they really are um very smart in the way that they recruit and that is why year in and year out um they may not be the best team during the year but they prepare and 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 get themselves ready for the playoffs and they are a fine oiled machine uh, once uh once tournament time comes around yeah, I, I have the same opinion on Denver every time I look at them. And uh, I had a chance to visit with Coach Carl last year. And when we talked, it was uh, – you, you could see that he does that. It was pretty clear he's following yeah. in uh, in Jim's uh, path. Okay, so you played against Denver, right? Yep, four years. <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> fact, I, in fact, Denver, Denver was one of the first schools that offered me a scholarship way back when. But, no, we had some, some epic battles during the year. And, and – their their program was a little down initially when I when I got to Minnesota, and then by the time they were uh, seniors, uh, they won the uh, they won the conference championship, and they made it to the final four that year along with us. Um, but it, it was really funny; it, it, they had never swept Minnesota in Minnesota. Uh, my senior year, they came to town and they beat us Friday night, and uh, Saturday night, it got to overtime, and I don't know. They they took a gamble, right? 
and they <laughs> and they called me for an illegal stick. <laughs> and it was illegal. And I went to the penalty box. They scored and they won and they swept us at home. And I tell you what, I I, I was afraid to go back to the locker room because I, I thought, you know, Doug Hugo was going to kill me. Um, but they celebrated like they won a Stanley Cup. And, you know, and that really propelled them that season. They, uh, you know, you, you, you win a big series on the road in Minnesota and sweep the Gophers. Um, that's going to get you going. They had a great team uh, that year. And uh, uh, but we had but we had some great battles. Uh, it was a lot of fun playing in Denver. Always love going out there in the in the old arena that they had, and uh, you know it was uh, it was great. So, well, so Pat, I'm was... sure you were shocked though. Because players don't intentionally <laughs> play with with illegal sticks, right? I mean, nobody would do that. Well, that would you know, be he... silliness. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Now, you, you, they don't call those anymore. You can play with the, as big a curve as you want, but back back in the day, you couldn't. And of course. Uh, you know, I was a goal scorer, and, you know, I, I needed every advantage I could could, uh, could get. So so was that uh, George coaching for Denver at that time? No, was it was R- Ralph, Ralph Backstrom. Oh, it's Ralph. Yeah, Ralphie was the head coach, and, and, and John Harrington, uh, the Olympian, uh, who, who is now the, the head coach of uh, Minnesota State Mankato women's team, was right. – uh, the uh, uh, assistant coach, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, they got me. They got me. That, <laughs> but uh, but we had we had some battles that year, no question. Okay, so so let's move on to Colorado College. Yeah, uh, getting a new arena on campus. Uh, I've been there a couple of times to see the progress. It's beautiful. It it's it's going to be such a unique setting. Uh, right yep. there on that small campus. You've been there. You know what that's like at yep. Broadmoor and uh, and all that, but. Tell us a little bit about what you think of uh, of Colorado College. We had Coach Haviland on. He's he's excited about his roster, like every coach is. But um, CC a little bit away from uh, from contending in the NCHC and your your ideas. Well, you know what? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for them. Um, you know, when Mike took over, um, it was empty. It was completely empty, and he had a plan. He had it in place. Um, they finally made it to the to the. Uh, Frozen Five here in in uh, uh, in, in Saint Paul or Frozen Four? What 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 what's the name of the tournament? Final Five. Uh, f- Final Five. Final Five. Whatever. Final Five. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so I thought they were really on the cusp, and then and then they they took a step back. But um, you know, I, I I you know I I think he's he's really recruiting. He, he understands. Um, how to win now in this league? Because um, let's not forget, he came from pro hockey to to uh, college hockey, and, and you know it's a different mindset uh, dealing with college athletes and compared to pros. So, um, but I think Mike's doing a good job. Um, I'm really happy they got the building. Listen, I played in the old Broadmoor. Okay, uh, that was not a lot of fun. Um, and and you know, and then uh, so I, I think um, you know it's a smaller facility and. I think they'll pack them in. I think it'll be a tough place to play for road teams. So I'm 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 excited for Mike and and the program. All right. So so uh, throw us out uh, something from Colorado College. Then Paul can jump in with his question. <laughs> Give us a memory. Oh, oh geez. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. They 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 tore down the the uh, the uh, Broadmoor my senior year. So we had to play them at the Air Force Academy which was different. And, uh, uh, they had a guy in their team. I think his name was, his name was Doyle or something like that. And I, it was their coach. You know, I, I had a lot of success against Colorado college and he stuck this guy on me. Right. And honest to God, his, and he said, and he covered me the whole game. I mean, I could go stand by the penalty box and the play being the offensive zone. This guy would be right on me. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, hey, hey. He said, I don't like it any more than you, but I got to stay right near you and badger you all night long, and I'm going to get in your face all night long. I'm like, oh, my God. It was just like – so one time, literally after after uh, a face-off, I skated right to my bench across ice, and I just stood there. And sure enough, 
Who do I find right behind me? This guy. And, and my, my gut, my players on the bench were laughing. My coach was laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, get me out of here. But, uh, but no, you know, um, you know, it, it was it was always at least my first three years at Minnesota. CC was down there at the bottom. And uh, and you, you kind of almost, almost always look forward to playing them because you could, you know, get a few more than, you know, it wasn't such a tough series uh, like playing Wisconsin or North Dakota or Duluth. And um, so we had our way with them for uh, a good three years. But then, you know, uh, my senior year, they, they played us tough. In fact, I think they beat us. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's a good program. It's been around for a long time. And and uh, I'm, I'm glad they're getting their arena. Well, I don't know uh, what the, the time frame is here for the for the last uh, fifteen minutes or so, but um, because I don't want to leave them out, is there a hard team to play against than Air Force? No, they, they, I mean, did I mean, we're not talking talent wise, but just no. Like you said no. Hey, listen, listen. Um, if, if I were if I were today um, asked to pick a czar of college hockey, a, <laughs> a, a, a guy to run college hockey, it would be Frank Saratori um, for a couple of reasons. He's really smart. He's really funny. He understands the game and he understands college hockey and, and all, the, all of the dynamics that go into it. And Frank has done a terrific job at uh, at the Air Force Academy, I think he's been there now 23, 22 yeah. years, and and uh, I tell you what, um, there's not a better quote in, in college hockey, as you guys know. And but you know what, um, and we and we laugh at it, but I tell you what, um, he he really he cares about the game, he cares about the student athlete, and um, you know I I think. Uh, um, you know, people would be better served to listen to what he has to say. Yeah, because, I mean, I know in, in the last 10 years or so, as as, I guess, as I've gotten more into the game uh, at the college level, uh, yeah. I had some friends of mine kind of dragged me into it before ASU's program uh, jumped to varsity. Uh, and I would kind of look at the brackets and be like, uh-oh, that's a team that's got to play Air Force this year. Right. That's going to be a problem for them. And sure enough, uh, Air Force may not have won the game, but they scared everybody they played to death. Well, uh, listen, uh, and, and listen, they they almost went, I think it was two years ago or three, I can't recall. That's um, uh, they, they, in fact, I think, uh, I think uh, UMD beat them to go. Um, anyway, um, Frank was awfully close to getting that team to the Frozen Four. and. Yeah. And I tell you what, um, he he understands the team he has. And if you understand the team that you have, you don't try to be somebody that you're not. And uh, and that's what he does such a good uh, job with with his team. And he finds a goaltender every year, and they defend, and they work hard, and um, and they do what they have to do to win hockey games. And and uh, you know, I, I I tell you what, it, it's. Uh, um, it, it's a difficult out every time you play them, uh, especially when it comes to tournament time. So, Pat, I was, you led me right into that because we have Frank on our Tuesday show this week, and I was trying to explain to Paul. Tell him I love him, I miss him, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he and I go back a long, long way. I, and, and Exactly. And, that's, what, yeah. that's what I was getting at is, like, uh, I, I'm not going to ask you to tell us about playing against the Air Force because I don't know if you ever did. Did you? Nope. 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 Okay, so so tell hey, me. Hey, I got a little. About... I, wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. I got a, I got a quick little story for okay. you. Okay. Yeah. My my brother Jerry, right, is the all time yep. leading defenseman scorer at the Air Force Academy. Ah, oh, I like it. I like it. Right? I like it. Didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, and he, uh, he went away with the highest act, uh, sports award at the academy his senior year. Wow. Of all the sports, yeah. So, little nugget for you. Yep. I, I like it. Nice. Okay, so so tell us about the Saratori brothers uh, up on the Iron Range. I mean, you've yeah. you got to have some stories about that. 
<laughs> yeah, well, 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 Frank's a, a little bit older than I, uh, so I didn't play against him, but I played against his brother Tommy, who is the head coach at Bemidji State, all right? And and he and I are the same age, and we battled from mites all the way up to uh, high school. Uh, he ended up going uh, Division Three Bemidji State. I went to Minnesota, but 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 we played against each other in every sport, uh, baseball, hockey, football, and 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 in fact, in fact, Tom and I, one summer, uh, there was a, a VFW baseball tournament. Well. Greenway of Coleraine didn't have a VFW team. Hibbing didn't have a VFW team. You know, we just had Legion teams, right? So he calls me up out of the blue. He says, Mick, yeah, what do you want, Tommy? Um, I'm putting together a team. We're going to go to Grand Rapids. We don't have uniforms. We can probably end up with nine guys, ten guys, but let's go there and kick some you-know-what. I'm like, okay. So, you know, he got a couple guys. I got a couple guys. We went there, right? And we're playing these teams. They're all decked out like they're the New York Yankees in, in their uniforms. We're all in our, you know, sweats and whatever. And and literally, we get to the championship game, right? And they tell us, you know, uh, first pitch thrown by, you know, X time. If not, um, you forfeit the game. Well, we had one guy coming all the way from, I don't know, Virginia or something. All right, so it was about a 45-minute drive, 50-minute drive. He gets there like five minutes late. The The head coach of Grand Rapids who ran the tournament, they didn't want to play us, right? They called the game. We don't yes. end up – we don't even get, end up getting to play. To this day, Tommy and I talk about it, and, I, you know, because we would have won. You know, I mean, we right. would have won. We had, you know, we had, you know, we had a bunch of athletes there that, you know, were just playing. And, uh, and, uh, so that was, uh, that was my one baseball story for you. But, uh, but you know, that, that was, you know, competitiveness of the Saratori family and the, the Micheletti family. And, and we had, you know, great battles throughout the years. Well, I was, I was joking with Paul because I saw a picture of Frank on the uh, Air Force Academy Instagram this weekend that he was at home uh, holding a pumpkin with the Air right. Force. So I said, I'm going to ask him if he's got some pumpkin pie for us, too. Right, right. <laughs> or pumpkin seeds or something, right? right? Uh, you yeah, can have absolutely. Wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, that, that's, that's exactly what I wanted in our debut show. Um, Thank you for coming on and, and being a big part of it because uh, we love having you on. You're welcome anytime. And, and I well, knew when, when I wanted to get this kicked off, I had to kick it off with you. Well, I, listen, I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate what you're doing for college hockey and the NHL and, and everything out west. And listen, whenever you need me, I'm available for you guys. Love All right. One, one more personal question. One more oh, personal question, then Paul can right. finish it up. But so, yes, Pat, any word on whether there's going to be media allowed? Because I was planning on making the uh, the cold trek to my daughters and and covering Arizona State if they're going to allow media. Have you heard anything on that yet? Here's what I can tell you: um, uh, the, the, the as far as radio is involved, uh, the radio broadcast teams are not going to be able to travel with the teams. Uh, for example, Minnesota will be uh, – we will be broadcasting Minnesota's games from here off of a monitor. So um, I, I don't know how many media will be allowed in, uh, a, a, you know, a, a specific game or what have you. Um, I think that's probably yet to be determined. But I do know from a broadcast uh, standpoint, um, uh, no traveling uh, radio will be allowed. Okay, well, that's a start, Paul. Yep. Right. My my question is much more general. Give us a dark horse for the to to, to take the trophy home at the end of the year. Well, you know what uh, uh, the, the 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 NCAA or the Big Ten. Uh, uh, well, I'll take both. I'm, I'm greedy. I'll take both. Well, you know, listen. I I well, I look at it right now. Um, I look at North Dakota as, as being the is the the best team in the country, the most veteran team. Uh, in the country, I, I I give the nod to them right now. If there were a sleeper team um, in the West, uh, and I don't call me a you know you can call me a homer, but with the talent that Minnesota has, 
if they get any goaltending out of LaFontaine, um, they could be really, really tough to beat because their top four defensemen are as good, as talented as anybody in the country. Okay. That's cool. So that's fine with that. That's All right. what we asked for. <laughs> Absolutely. You got it. Pat Write Michelotti, it down. Thank, thank, <laughs> thanks for joining no, us. Uh, I, I will track you down again, no doubt. And thanks for, uh, for being on the debut show of College Hockey Southwest Live. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Have All right, day. Paul. Good night. Paul and I will be right back in, uh, in about two minutes uh, after we hear from some of our partners tonight. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. Another, another. This is the debut episode of College <laughs> Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein out in beautiful Long Island, New York. We just had a great visit with Pat McAletty, uh, Mr. Minnesota Hockey. Uh, if there's things that Pat doesn't know, I don't know what it is. Uh, and I knew he'd have stories on everybody. So for the debut show, I thought it was great to bring him in and give us a little insight into the uh, additional three teams we added to our coverage area. Your thoughts, Paul? Uh, I, I, I love, listen, when you can get people that have been around for a while and, and they can give you stories, especially off the ice stories, because those are the things that you don't know. Like the baseball story is a great story. Love that. Okay. Uh, you know, you get an insight into things and, and, and people that uh, you're not familiar with or are new to. And how, how can you not love that story? Um, the illegal stick story? My, you know, <laughs> that was great. I, that's great. <laughs> you know, I'm like him and Marty McSorley, you know. I mean, uh, uh, those things are awesome. And, and, you know, those are things that if you're new to the game like I am and I mean I'm not new to the game of hockey but new to or relatively new to covering college hockey or being aware of it that stuff's great I love that that's you know what you've heard me say this uh, ever since the day that you met me uh, you know growing up in northern Minnesota I expected to go to hockey games where they were filled and it was passionate and you know at, at at Gopher, North Dakota games, for example, at Grand Forks, uh, every time uh, North Dakota would score, somebody would throw a frozen gopher onto the ice as a symbol. Uh, 
Uh, nice. <laughs> I mean, uh, nice. there would be guys that would get through security and they would know the security guy to go to that would let them in and they'd have bags of frozen gophers that they would toss on the ice. Uh, it, I mean, that's a kind of rivalry thing that probably would not, not work out well in today's climate. But yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but, they kind of... <laughs> you know, except at the end of uh, playoff series where the Red Wings win and they throw Octopi. But, <laughs> right. uh, other than that, and Hats, uh, they're, they've kind of taken uh, a little firmer stance on, on those kinds of activities. So so my my point to that is that I grew up thinking that was the norm. And then when I moved down here and there wasn't NCAA hockey until ASU started it, uh, I've been yearning, and you've heard me say this before too, I, I yearn for bigger crowds. I, I really want to see uh, a pep band uh, for music instead of just uh, playing the old, uh, you know, whatever's on the jukebox. Oh, jukebox. Right. I just had dated myself right. a little bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I that but anyway, I you know what I'm talking about is I it, do. That's, that's the college hockey environment uh, that I'm looking for, and that's what I hope we see down here, and I know we'll see it at Colorado College in their new building. I know Denver fans are already bringing it. I know Air Force is, does what they have to do, and I know you know ASU is going to do that when this new building comes in, and I can't wait for that moment. Listen, and, and, and I, I don't like to bring up that other place. You know, that's a hundred miles away from where you are. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like Coach Powers. Please start a program so they can go back to kicking your butts, please. Because <laughs> you want to. I, I mean, you know, uh, you know. I know Cap Carey's going to be hear this and be like, uh, <laughs> "No, not going to happen." But you know, uh, we know what Coach Howard's record was when they were ACHA, and I mean, besides the fact that we want more teams playing NCAA hockey, I, I, I just. You, we know what it's like to be at a hockey rivalry game, and there's nothing better. And please, 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 one day, please. Yeah, I, well, listen in on, uh, on Wednesday night because I have a guest that's going to talk about a proposed two ice sheet surface in Tucson. So uh, tune in on Wednesday night to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. And by all means, don't miss us tomorrow night on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and College Hockey Southwest Weekly Tuesday. We are now 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time across the board. Uh, our thanks to Pat Micheletti from uh, Westwood One Sports and uh, K-Fan and, and Go for Hockey and you name it in Minnesota for joining us and helping us kick off our coverage tonight. Uh, Paul, take it away, and uh, let's say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network is brought to you by Bell Ford, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit BellFord.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave, is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com, order any of our three award-winning flavors. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America has been waiting for. Behind the mask, ice in line, in the net, or up the ice, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valid locations or behindthemask.com. College Hockey Southwest Live and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live every Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey, Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the iTimeHockeySW.com network. And speaking of Bell Ford and our Sunday special, we have a new one coming up tonight that you aren't going to want to miss. It is a great visit with uh, Randy Exelby and the guys over at Behind the Mask uh, for their annual Smash Fest. Smash Fest? Four went on this weekend, and, and they were shooting pucks at, at pumpkins, and CCM was there with some brand-new sticks for everybody to try, and Paul was waiting to, to get some wood sticks before he comes down to do it. But <laughs> it's, it I still have my really, old wooden sticks, Scott. I still uh, have the I last one I bought. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> uh, but uh, And by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Christian Brothers is back on the market. Uh, really? They were, bought by, they were bought by a Canadian company, 
and uh, they still have some involvement uh, with the Christian Brothers, but they do have uh, new sticks come out. I've been reaching out to them and trying to lure them our way. So who knows? Maybe one day soon we'll have uh, a little promotion from Christian Brothers coming on. Uh, awesome, anyway, because I used to use those and Coho sticks. They don't, I don't know if Coho still is. I don't think they're around anymore, right? Well, the big thing in going to Rosa was uh, going to Rosa and Warroad was you'd go to Rosa to look for your snowmobile and a Polaris, and then you'd go over to uh, Warroad and pick up your Marvin windows and Christian Brothers hockey sticks. So okay, <laughs> that's, that's the way I grew up uh, uh, many many moons ago. Again, thanks to Pat McLeady for joining us. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, continue to download and, and subscribe. Uh, the shows are going to continue to get better and better. Week one is in the books, my friend. Awesome job. We will talk to you again Tuesday night. Zach Bondrant and myself will be back tomorrow night for Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and we have a very sensitive topic that we are going to discuss tomorrow night. So join us for that. Just a little tease to send us off with uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and De Niro.